Welcome to Outlandish, the podcast where we explore the funny side of sex and relationships, the good stuff and the bad. I'm Lisa Nash. And I'm Melanie Cameron. Each episode, we look at the hot topics everyone's talking about in the media relating to sex and relationships. So expect a lot of laughs, a whole load of real talk with some very special guests. And joining us today is Dr. Shirin Lakani, a doctor who specialises in sexual rejuvenation treatments in, oh, shall we say, more intimate areas of the body, including the O-shots, which if you remember, we spoke about in our second episode. We did. So before you pour yourself a glass of wine and get ready for the good stuff coming your way, please make sure you click on the follow button on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and don't forget to subscribe to Outlandish. It just helps to keep us going. A hundred percent. Keep pressing those buttons. We love it. How are you, Liz? I'm good, thank you, darling. So I did that the whole way through with a glass in my hand because <laughs> no, I, I, I went to have a quick sneaky sip and we'd started. <laughs> well, we could always do another rerun, but why? <laughs> why would we? Cheers. How are you, my love? Mm. So we always start this podcast with how we're feeling. So every week we've we've moaned about being tired. I know. Do you know what? There's just so much seems to be going on this month for me, especially. Yes. Um, I think obviously for a lot of our listeners, but I think I'm having my house renovated. Um, It's like climbing over things. Oh, that's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. I think a lot of our listeners can probably relate to this when you've got everything everywhere. And I'm such, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm really organised, but I am quite organised. No, I, like, I definitely wouldn't say you're really organised. <laughs> but I am quite organised. I like to know where things are, especially on my hairbrush as I'm walking out the door. <laughs> so excuse the hair tonight. But uh, I was like, Mel, as soon as she walked in, I was like, do you have a hairbrush? Yeah. I did brush it this morning, but I just forgot to bring it with me. But um, You keep talking, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> she forgot the brush, but she did bring straighteners. <laughs> I know. I did remind you that they're in there. Did you actually use them? I didn't, no. No, because... Actually, the, might need to tell the engineers to turn them off. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a small fire burning. Yeah. Lisa's left the GHDs in. Yeah. Well, we've got loads of interesting stuff, as always. We have. Um, so, Mel, do you want to kick it off as... Well, we like our order. We're kind of... We we're in a routine at the moment, aren't we? we so We like a bit of routine, me and you. Right, so... <clears throat> There is a new survey by Jurex um, that has lifted the lid on the bedroom antics of the British. So it's kind of polled, a giant poll. It's it's polled um, how many times a year people have sex and what days of the week is the preference. And it's kind of different for different people. So Jurex reckon that the average Brit is having sex 81 times a year. That's not a Well, that's more than once actually, a week, well, isn't it? One and a half times a week. It just doesn't seem a lot, does it? But then I think there's only so many days. I don't know, Lisa. I've been in a relationship for 10 years. <laughs> that seems like an awful lot. <laughs> Sorry, Ash. <laughs> Sorry, Ash. Um, no, that's about 1.5 times a week. I mean, I don't know what the point five is, but so, yeah. Um they also reckon that people are giving or receiving oral 50 times a year, once a I week. I thought that would have been a bit higher. That's once a week. Yeah. And then <laughs> 67 times a year is for solo sessions, <laughs> which I reckon it's, it's more than that. I was going to say, I think yeah. people don't admit it. But I think it's probably more than that. Yeah, could you imagine someone coming up onto the street and saying to you, do you solo <laughs> masturbate? Well, you can't, well. <laughs> How long were you? <laughs> do you <laughs> solo entertain <laughs> um, more than once a week? So let's go back. <laughs> oh, let's fa- just move no. forward. <laughs> I want to understand your thought process. Solo masturbate. No, actually, you know what? Because you can actually masturbate you, together. You can. And we talked about that last time. Yeah, week. all right. I'll all give right. you that. That's yeah. definitely not what you were thinking about. <laughs> you know me too well. Man. Um, so the most common timings for having sex is on a Saturday. And we were talking about this before with our lovely um, engineers. And they agreed, what, actually. What, morning glory. Well, no, just Saturdays. Saturdays, oh, the, the whole British day. like us. No, actually, between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. What, quickie before you go out? 
that's if you're going or, out. Or, 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 or you when get you back. get in. Get in, yeah. So, and the reasoning behind that is right. because um, they say you've not been at work that day, possibly. Yeah. Um, a bit more relaxed during the day. It's the weekend. Yep. And you might not have to get up on a Sunday morning. So you're not okay. worried about, you know, expelling all of that energy. So yeah. Saturday night, as Wigfield once said. Um, so that's probably, I'm just thinking, actually, it's probably not once on a Saturday night. <laughs> you might get a couple in before here she goes <laughs> one at nine <laughs> scheduled one at ten come on let's get another one at eleven <laughs> three times <laughs> how long is each session lasting Lise? well it depends really how energetic you're feeling well you just said one at what time <laughs> Like just to schedule it, not <laughs> set an alarm on your phone. Well, there's something I'm going to talk about later. Actually, if you put a bit of music on, it lasts longer, apparently. <laughs> but we'll come to that. So <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Oh, this one. This this was this was a wild one. Feel Good Fridays. Apparently, that's uh, the most popular day for threesomes. Oh my. What, all, all day? <laughs> People don't have jobs? <laughs> yeah, it, they did. Or is it they meet up with work colleagues? After <laughs> <work>. <laughs> no, they meet all work colleagues for a threesome. <laughs> I'm just thinking, how, how do they come to that? Please tell I think we'd all like to know how Lisa's thinking. Um, Where did that come I'm from? I'm just thinking, there's a lot of people that do work, obviously. <laughs> I'd like to think the majority of the nation. But like... Some kind of work on a Friday, or do you take Fridays off? Anyway, moving forward quickly. Um, I don't know where to. I mean, you, you think well, you might go out, Lise. <laughs> you might not just be having threesomes with your. You might be having threesomes with your work colleagues. Oh, that might be that might be a little bit awkward on a Monday, oh, Monday morning. morning. Did you imagine? Oh, when the team's call starts going, morning. All right. <laughs> Um, I'm just trying to work out how... Oh, when that, it, when that little but, invite goes in your calendar, HR catch-up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just trying to think how, how they... Again, how, how you come to this, like, kind of conclusion. Like, <laughs> the collusion, shall I say. Jurex, they asked people, and this is what they found yeah. out. Um, also, hump day, Wednesdays, um, is the most popular day for self-love. So midweek. So right. So let me just clarify this. So so midweek Wednesday is self love. Mm-hmm. Friday is threesomes. <laughs> Saturday is couples and the most amount of Brits having sex. We're talking about Brits here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then what happens on a Sunday? <laughs> Too fucking tired. Fuck all. <laughs> Lazy day. Absolutely nothing. Football. Yeah. Football maybe. I don't know. Lazy Sunday. Lazy Sundays. Um, yeah, and the most popular days are like anniversaries, holidays, birthdays, you know. And people getting tipsy, feeling a little bit free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that was. Yeah, your little dance. It's <laughs> my little dance. Again, the music helps with that, doesn't it? <laughs> what music? Well, we're going to come oh, to it. The sound's in Lisa's head again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on. You remember when we talked about your butter churning? Oh, listen, the we, sexual loved, we loved a bit of a butter churning. Butter churning, which um, the captioned generated as fatter churning. I know. <laughs> which I thought was great. I'm still learning TikTok at that time, though. Yeah, so when, when you put stuff in, uh, it will generate captions. And you've actually got to go and like change them if you know. But I think it's our Essex accent because yeah. butter clearly sounded like fatter. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually quite worked. It did. It did. Yeah. It, it did. Um, but we've we've got some more um, sexual positions. Oh, and some of them are, have got like food names for them. See again, this fetish. <laughs> <laughs> food fetishes, foot fetishes. I saw somebody comment today actually on our Instagram. Mm. Um, what's cake sitting? Where have I been all this time? Oh, there's a whole episode around that. Um, Bet she's listening to it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Catch up. Yeah. Um, so there is a position called the pancake. Oh, pancake day. Yes. So, well, it's not the only dessert you'll need on pancake day. So this position. I'm automatically thinking cream and bananas. <laughs> 
We've been here before with your brilliant <laughs> bananas. Um, no, so it's the position. So one person lies on their back with their legs on. <laughs> I can't even get yeah. my legs up like that. With their with their legs on their partner's shoulders and their knees bent. So you're like that. Right. Okay. I'm trying See, to picture this. Right I moan now. about the angles with double chins, and then I sit like this. <laughs> um. And, and then the other person on top, bearing down, if you will. Right, so basically, you're lying on your back. You've got your knees kind yep. of... So it's a bit like a yoga position. And then they're just kind of on top, pushing your knees down, squashing you. So it's like a double <laughs> layer. <laughs> they better have a long... That didn't, <laughs> that didn't sound sexy at all. <laughs> pushing your knees down, squashing you. <laughs> Flex you will never get through the audition for audio porn with that. <laughs> oh, luckily I'm not going up for it. <laughs> porn on the train. Um, so that's called the pancake. Right. Because um, you're kind of folded in half. There are some others. Um, but I'll go through with you now. One is called the yab yum. <laughs> the yab yum. And apparently... This is a great way to get up close and intimate with your partner. So this one might you might need to do if you're a little bit more, you know, relaxed and a little bit more confident around your partner. Right, okay. So one I, I, I'm gonna read this out. Let's see so what you're you not make making it up then. <laughs> you can't see what's on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, one partner stands, uh, starts by straddling the other, facing them. Right, okay. Sitting on the bed. Right. Cross-legged. And the... So, hold on. One stands... <laughs> no, I was on, I think I read that I think wrong. Read, so I'm, I'm, I'm like picturing right, hold different on. things here. Let me start again. What Partner one starts by straddling the other, facing them. So, like that. Yeah. Um, and then the bottom partner can thrush harshly. I think you should have practiced it before. <laughs> she can actually give a better description. <laughs> oh, it's like you just one on top of each one on. Uh, right, yeah, okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> and, Do you know and, what she's talking about? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I might. Is heard it heard that it? bad? So it's called the yabba yabba bum yabby. Yab. <laughs> <laughs> I just put words in there. the yab yum, not the yabba bum. <laughs> Oh, no, my mind was going. <laughs> yeah, it's got nothing to do with the bum. It, basically, a... it's one someone straddling the other one, and then the partner on the bottom thrusting. I've just never heard of. Oh, that. this is not at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, so I'm yeah that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. And it says, yeah, the bottom partner can thrust harshly, while the closeness and eye contact. Heighten the sensations. Right, interesting. <laughs> That's called the yabba bum. No, it's not. It's called the yabby hum. Um, there's another one called. Oh, there are quite a few there, Mel. Well, there is. I'm just trying to. I'm like, which one can I describe properly? Um, the cross. So, um, to get into the cross position, the receiving partner lays on their side slightly. Right. With the penetrating partner facing upwards behind them. Oh, so they're like a cross. Right. Okay. So like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that way and yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Um, this position reduces a lot of thrust movement, but it can build intensity and exceptional pleasure. Okay. That's called the cross. There's probably a lot of these positions that people have done or you and I have probably experienced. <laughs> Not together on my <laughs> You wouldn't have ruined it by that. Squeezing me next time. No, but, like, <laughs> but I've just never, they're like new names, aren't they? I feel yeah, like I mean, I feel when like. When read new articles, it's like new names that are coming up. But well, this is a good way to. We'll do this last one. It's called the lazy dog. Anything with lazy, I'm, I'm down with. <laughs> <laughs> it said, this one is a twist on the famous doggy style, which is one of the nation's favourite positions, FYI. Um. It essentially entails the same position as I love doggy. It oh, yeah. Oh. 
somebody came to work today. <laughs> um, it's the same position as doggy, but laid down instead of being on your fours. Right. That's quite lazy. That's really lazy. Yeah. But it does allow you to whisper sweet nothings into your partner's ear. Ear. Ew. <laughs> Where's that ear? I need to whisper to it. <laughs> The collapsed dog. The collapsed doggy. Uh-huh. It's not the lazy doggy, the collapsed doggy. There's another way if you can call it. That's what I would call it. I don't know if anyone can hear. We've got the engineer here giving us. He's giving us loads of advice. What's the other one? So the lazy dog is also known as the collapsed doggy. Yep. Yeah, the so collapsed doggy. I find the collapsed doggy has a better name. Personally. Yeah, I quite like Well, it, it just kind of makes you think like someone's gone, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Actually, before we come on to actually discuss all of this. We were talking about, you know, women that always moan <gasps> yes. about the um, the mid part. Well, let's tell, let's, let's tell, explain why. We were actually moaning. And just saying, put the camera up higher. <laughs> yeah. And, and don't shoot from under here. Shoot as like this. Because, you know, when, when you take selfies, you always, I know females are always going, go up, so go, go up, higher, go higher, up. Yeah. And we were moaning it about. It depends on your body shape, actually. If you're slimmer on the bottom, sometimes people like to, to take pictures or record from, from yeah, below. No, chinny chin. But I think the majority it's 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 nice. And fun. we were moaning about saying, oh just just do just do like a head and shoulder shot because of like the middle bit. And go on then. And basically it's called Fuma. <laughs> <laughs> So close, so but not quite there. Was it called? Fupa. <laughs> so close. It's just, it's just, but yet it's just so fucking far. <laughs> so Fupa. So it's called Fupa. And it's basically anything. Go on, go on. The, what, what does it mean? It means that you just got like like extra weight around your midriff. So it's, 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 it's the fat above the, the pubic the, area. Yeah, yes, I was just going to say pussy, but like... <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That was so lovely. Our engineer was like, it's another word beginning with a P. And we said, well, pussy? I said, do you hear what we talk about every week? And you're worried about saying that. But the thing is, it's the younger generation. So oh, fat upper. Yeah. Okay, fat upper. So it's the younger generation that obviously prefer... Because obviously when we grew up, we grew up in that generation of... Cindy Crawford, Kate Moss. And that was the kind of look. It was the slimmer, the better. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously not for everyone. But but this generation, and this comes from our wonderful gen, um, engineers that, that kind of explain it, but they prefer women that have got a little bit of weight around there. Around the midriff. And also, something that I, I heard them say, which was lovely, like, we don't discriminate with body shape. It's just, which is lovely. Yes. I think, I do think this new generation are onto something because we were, we were of that generation where we were like, like you said, it was all perfection. Cindy yeah. Crawford, flawless skin. And we bought into all of that. This generation are going, it's retouched, it's airbrushed. Yeah. No one looks like that in real life. So they're definitely onto something. But yeah, I, I don't know whether they were just saying nice things to us, but it made us smile. <laughs> yeah, it made us smile. <laughs> Me and my foo part are happy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all, it's all back by evidence. There, there you go. Ba- yeah, there we go. Back by evidence. So have you finished? I'm done. Yep. I'm done. Okay, so I'm going to talk about some, well, I was talking about the music. The yeah. music. The- so Lalo, which we spoke, well, I actually spoke about on the last show. Um, it's a company that, um, like, it's a sexual wellness brand. Did you win the hamper, by the way? I didn't actually check, but I have got a lot of emails from them. <laughs> I've been too busy to check, though. No. It could be anything in there. <laughs> I've got a lot of emails. <laughs> I might have to start deleting them, unsubscribe. <laughs> but this particular one, <laughs> it starts coming through my phone trying to get through to me, flashing up. Jeez. Okay. So this particular one, it's um, yeah, it's by the brand Lalo, and um, it's all kind of stimulated. <laughs> Just getting straight to that word by Siri Three. So basically, what it is, Siri Three. So what happens? Is it's a product, obviously, like a vibrator kind of thing, but um, but it plays music. It's got like a little microphone on it. Um, it is waterproof, and it <laughs> will basically play your your favorite playlist and all this all whether your partner talks to you in the ear and you're making all these signs or the. Not, I don't think you can actually see you. I think the size is what I'm trying I, to say. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 you stop it. 
with Siri, which I assume well, was, Siri's hey, Siri, yeah, can it, you find it, me it the does. local kebab shop? So it does, but it basically it says, hey, Siri, can you find the best music and the best rhythm and the best kind of stimulate? And, but, but what is it? I just told you, it's like a vibrator. No, you didn't tell me. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I said no, that. No, no. You see, this, right. is, this is what you do. And I said this before. You start the conversation in your head. And then, I then think I've say, actually said it. Yeah. Right, okay. So, right, so let, me, let me actually read it. Right. So basically, yeah, it's like a vibrator. It's a toy, basically. Right, okay. Now I'm with you. Now you're with me. Right, okay. So it's a toy that has like a little microphone on it. Right. And it's waterproof. Oh, I know. So anything that you're kind of, obviously, it plays music. Music, or it, you'll have like um, you'll have your favorite playlist, and what will happen when you're having you know intimacy with your partner, whether they're talking to you or the the, the noises that you're making, um, it will stimulate your toy accordingly. So the the pressure of the clitoral massager or the um, the rhythm or the pulsation or whatever's going on. So there's a lot going on here. This is where Siri 3 comes into it. So it's a new kind of... I was going to make this up, a new software, but I don't think, I think Siri's been around for... <laughs> but it's... This is my favourite. <laughs> when she doesn't quite know the answer, so she just makes shit up. Wait. So basically, it's... it's but where, how, does, how does it get the information to start with? Do you have to tell it this stuff? Well, I think it's... <laughs> you don't know, do you? <laughs> How does it read like, it? Like, <laughs> in the microphone, I think it goes on your kind of your body, I was going to say your language, but 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 your, it goes from your playlist, so it's got to be... Actually, can we... <laughs> can you send us one, please, so we can actually, like... I should have probably bought one beforehand, so I actually Wait, really I know. still don't understand. Right, so... Um, it basically, don't keep looking, I know, I'm just looking at looking. your notes because it's going to tell you something different. But it's all—it's just basically all about the music. And obviously, when we play music, <laughs> it like music kind of makes us feel a bit hornier, a bit like sexier in the bedroom. And obviously, when we dance, <laughs> releases dopamine. <laughs> just digging a big old hole. Right, so it's all I can tell you. Which I, you know, I'm so basically, I'm not done loads of research on it's, it's, like, it's, it's a literally. vibrator it's a that toy. does something with music. Music and it stimulates. So the, I think the main thing that we're going to get from this conversation <laughs> is that you didn't research the products no, enough. I researched it enough, <laughs> but you're just questioning me loads on it. No, it's more about <laughs> the product plays with your playlist. <laughs> I'm not literally. I need a drink. And then the beat of the <laughs> it will kind of like increase the pulsation or this. So it's got nothing to do with your partner then. Yeah, because he was. <laughs> and if he's going, come on, or he's going, hey baby, I think it plays different. <laughs> the Luther comes on or, <laughs> or Chemical Brothers. <laughs> So I think it's all down to that, really. <laughs> but what if you listen to what you got in your playlist? You could copy a prodigy, it might get a bit violent. <laughs> Who knows? Like I said, I haven't tried it out yet. <laughs> you, why, you, why was your imaginary partner American then? Hey, baby. <laughs> I was doing Luther when I. Oh, Barry Wire. <laughs> Hello, baby. <laughs> Please do that one more time. Hello, baby. <laughs> Are you my lover? <laughs> anyway, so she's it's, on it's, a roll. It's just unlocking new realms of pleasure. I think that's the key. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the key yeah. is read the articles properly before you come on no, a podcast. I mean, listen, without actually trying it out <laughs> and actually having it in your hand, you you can't really <laughs> you can't really understand it properly, can you? I'm reading articles here. I thought you were going to say something different. Without having it in your vagina. <laughs> yes, but I said hand. So, oh. anyway, it's something to try out for people that are music lovers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people prefer to turn the lights out and have no music. Some people like to have a party. <laughs> but so. don't buy one for, like, your nan or granddad if they're music lovers. Like, you know, there are, there are easier That'd ways to get it. <laughs> I don't know how that, how, how that kind of, like... 
how that oh. works, the crossover there. So I'll be interested to find out. Yeah, let, let's not delve down that No, but I, do you know what? It. I'm going to come back to you guys about this because I'm going <laughs> to find out. <laughs> Mel just put me on the spot completely here. Right, so the next one, we're going to be talking about, this is quite interesting. We right. do love um, a good old conversation about, you know, our hometown. So... Listen, there's a certain sway over the UK population at this present moment um, about a desired accent. Oh, okay. Oh, I like accents. Yes. So um, I'm just going to shed some light, first of all, on, on okay. the find findings here. So an audiologist from the Hearing Care Partnership has actually done research and um, it's 59% saying that the most um, sexiest um, accent is actually... Da -da -da -da. You ready for it? Yeah, go on. Essex. Shut up. Yeah. But it is... No, shut up. I think it's from the, the cheesy one-liners like you just demonstrated for us. Oh, shut and, up. Um, <laughs> and obviously been popularised by the TV shows, the reality shows like Anyways Essex and everything else. So, yeah, so that... So People do nothing but take the piss out of my accent all the time. Well, do you know what? There's a lot of people that actually really love this, really? this accent. Yeah. I'd love to meet some of them. Um, it, is, it is only the Brits, I might add. So this is not like so, worldwide. Even though a lot of the Americans, they always say that they love a British accent. But I think we spoke about this before. Yeah. I, I, I don't... Then the Americans are not great at differentiating regions and dialects. Yeah. But... I think it's so more the RP, isn't it? Essex, like. I would say, like, the, the most used phrases. Well... When I first watched The Only Way is Essex, I had never realised how much I used the, the phrase shut up until I watched that. And I was like, oh, my God, I say it all the time. Yeah. Oh, shut up, shut up, shut up. But um, I think how it was pronounced, obviously, in the show. Yeah, but we talk like that. We use that a lot. Speak for yourself, pal. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one that I think we say a lot in Essex is 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Just going to say 100%. 100%. I'm there. Yeah, Genuinely or generally. Right. <laughs> genuinely. We, yeah, we've had this as well. Oh, this is my pet hate. I generally like the girl. No, you don't. You genuinely like yeah. her. You don't generally like anything. There's a lot of little um, kind of sayings like that people don't quite get right, do they? <laughs> anyway, so talking about, I'm going to go through the list All of right, the accents. Yeah, so I'll do the accents. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the accents. Oh, fantastic doing the oh, accents. No, don't pick me up because I might be really bad. No, but we're going to try it anyway. Right, so number one was Essex. Shut up. So number two was Geordie. How we lads? So number three was the West Country. <laughs> I think that's round there, isn't it? The West Country? Scrumpy Jack, West Country. I'm not. I'm sure if I. I don't know sexy. if that's wrong. I apologise. I think I don't think it's actually just sexy. I think it's more just the favourite accent. Actually, <laughs> you saying that weren't sexy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, my lover. I'm going to take it myself. Get off my land, you lever. <laughs> <laughs> the most desired ac accent it is. So for Scouse. Oh, I love Liverpool, me. Yeah. Love it. Love I, Scouse accent. I knew you'd be good at that. Five, Welsh. All right, Gwen, what's occurring? Oh. I love it how she goes to all the TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. It's the easiest way to actually. Of course it is. Oh, Gwen, what's occurring? Yeah. Are we going out to Barry Islands with Nessa? Um, Some of the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so six, Irish. Oh, you should do this one. You're Irish. I'm not very good at accents, though. But it's your it's your hometown. Okay, do you not put me on the spot? Can you just do the Irish accent? This is your realm here. No, I want you to do it. Go on. No. Well, come, give us something that your mum would say. Oh, come on now, Lisa. Uh, no, I'm going to pass. No, come no, on. I'm Don't pass. be a spoiler. I'll practice it for next next time. So go on. Irish. Oh, you've you done it, yeah. So I seven, did. I said, hello there, Lisa. So seven, um, Brummy. All right, Lisa. I did that one last You week, did that? You can do Brummy? Yeah, I could do Brummy. Yeah. Just not having enough alcohol for tonight. Back that and see. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back at the end of the show with an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> not because she's trying. That's what happens when she has a drink. She just turns Irish. Right, so eight. <laughs> eight <cotton She's> <laughs> Doing the lab of wool. Oi! Um, nine, Scottish. You're going to be good at this. Well, my dad's for Scotland. So uh, this is what I used to hear a lot as a child. You shut your gob for our bar to you. <laughs> <laughs> and ten, Yorkshire. 
Oh, that's my mate Faith. She's for Yorkshire. She's for Barnsley. Faith for Barnsley. So yeah, they're they're the basically the top ten desired accents. I still can't believe Essex is even in there, let alone number one. Well, this is why it was a favourite kind of topic to talk about this evening. But also, like, however, I think any accent it depends on how you say it as well. Like, for example, you can have a really annoying Essex accent. I think it's also. <laughs> Why are you looking at me for? <laughs> what? I'm really annoying. <laughs> no, no, but I think it's also how you articulate it and how you go go about because you can have like certain accents, whether they're, they're slightly softer or they're or they're nicer or. Do you know? Um, I agree with that. Do you know because... what I mean? And I think also how, like I said, how you articulate and also the tonality of whether you're actually barking at somebody or whether you're kind of. At a slower pace or... No, no, I am always very loud and very fast, like 100 miles an hour. But I did grow up in East London, so I think there's a little bit of that. However, the more I drink, the more Essex I become. Oh, I think everybody does. And like, you just went say 100%. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> and I pulled myself back. And it's... We start to really drag out our vows. So we're like, do you know what I mean? Is someone going to call a cab? Is there an after party? It just, and it gets. My daughter always pulls me up about that. She goes, meh. <laughs> That's exactly what she goes, meh. <laughs> yeah, the more drunk I get, the more Essex it's I slower, become. Yeah, go, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. But that was interesting. Yeah, you liked it. I did. You liked it. Should well, we get our guest will... on. Yes, I think we should get our guest on. Because after, all, do the talking. Well, because after all that talk about sexual positions and your new toy, I think we need this. Uh, well, I, think, I haven't got it yet. I think well, we think we need the doctor with the O shots to give us some help. Well, we did speak about this before, so I can't wait to actually hear it from her exactly what it does. And obviously, I think it was in our second show, wasn't it, that we spoke about um, that um, they were at the Oscars. Not as you I think we. <laughs> Imagine, uh, just over here a bit, and they come out and go, ooh. <laughs> But you know what I mean. Do you know what I love about you? It's like you say something, you realise what you've said, but instead of dodging it, you just double down. <laughs> you make a whole scenario out of it. It makes you laugh. It does. So let's get our lovely doctor on, Dr. Shireen Lekhani, and find out all about these O shots. I'm excited. Me too. So welcome to Outlandish. Now, I will just say this. We actually met, um, it's only a, a week ago, wasn't it, at an event. Uh, it was, yeah. Yeah, it's a couple of weeks ago now, it's I a think. couple of weeks ago. God, time flies. But we actually met at yeah. um, a women's event. Um, and I actually listened to your talk, which was amazing. But it was obviously all about the vagina. Um, but one of the things we we'd love to talk to you today, obviously, is about the O-shot and the P-shot. So firstly, introduce yourself to us. And, and to um, me, because I didn't get to meet you I at know. the event. I'm quite jealous. Well, you were, you were supposed to come, actually. I was. Yeah, I was. You I were invited. A, I had a trapped nerve. I thought, like, old girl oh, problems. <laughs> old girl problems. <laughs> I know, it happens to all of us, doesn't it? It really does. Older. Yes. But yeah, so I'm Dr. Shirin Lakani. Um, I'm a former GP, but now I work in aesthetics and I have a special interest in intimate health. So that's what I deal with in my clinic. So tell us about, so for those, for people that are not familiar with it, can you talk to us a little bit about what intimate health is and, and, and the sort of treatments that are available? Yeah, so it's a term I coined a while ago because when I first started doing the treatments, people would talk about vaginal rejuvenation and design of vaginas in particular. Yep. And that really isn't what we do. Um, so it's more about functional rejuvenation and I treat both men and women in my clinic. Um, so the sorts of issues that women come in with are issues with sexual intercourse, um, vaginal laxity, incontinence, menopausal dryness and other menopausal issues as well. Um, so that's the female side of it. The male side is primarily erectile dysfunction, but I also treat Peyronie's disease, which is where the penis gets a bend in it. And also um, some people want an improvement in size as well. So we can do that too. You can do that. I always yeah. just thought that was a um, myth. Well, Dr. Not Shereen. length, but oh, not okay. length. Oh. It's girth. Girth. Yeah, so... Yeah, non-surgically, it's very difficult to treat length. There are things that guys can do, like wear penile stretches and things like that. Um, but from a non-surgical side, we can use either PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma, um, or fillers, or combine the two um, to improve the girth. That's so this amazing. is the thing they use, the PRP, 
um, the blood placelet um, for the O shots. And that's the one thing that we're quite yes. intrigued to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we today. really are. Because we did actually mention about you on, I think it was our first or second episode. Yeah, we did. We were talking um, about this. So and... we're really quite intrigued to find out, you know, what the O shot is and what the P shot is and what the difference is. Okay, so the difference, the O shots for women and the pea shots for men that kind of makes so sense that's, <laughs> that's the difference between yeah. the two so um both of them use platelet-rich plasma which is where you take the patient's blood and spin it in a centrifuge and concentrate the platelets which are what causes healing in the body okay. so what you're effectively doing is tricking the body into thinking there's been an injury in the area you want to treat and it's not only used for genitals um i'm sure you've heard of the vampire facial yes um, vampire facelift so it's the same sort of technology where you're using the patient's blood to rejuvenate the tissue that's incredible is it, is, is it a little bit like stem cell surgery is it anything um it's the step before stem cells so right. stem cells are quite hard to harvest and there's more risks associated with that and the results with stem cells tend to depend on where you harvest the stem cells from. Right. So you can either get them from bone marrow or you can get them from fat. Um, those are the two most common sources. So it involves a surgical procedure to extract the stem cells. So when you're taking fat, you have to have liposuction. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm up for all of that. <laughs> let's, 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 let's go back to see what maybe I might be interested in uh, the O shot yeah, yeah, um, but, yeah. So, but how would you do would you like would you take say for example if I was going to have it would you would you draw blood from that particular area or is it any kind of blood no 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 the blood's the taken body? from your arm from your arm oh, generally from your arm and then it's obviously yeah. put into this you know machine and then it's injected into the specific area is that so correct? wherever you inject it is where you get the rejuvenation right so what the platelets do um is when you inject them they release the growth factors that are contained within them and that attracts stem cells to the area so that's why i said it's the step before stem right. cells yeah because I, th I i did actually read somewhere a little connection with it that's why i kind of brought it up but thank she, you she almost that. sounds like she knows what she's talking about it's amazing <laughs> I hope I do. I've been doing this for a few years. Oh, you do? Just <laughs> Lisa. Do do Lisa doesn't. <laughs> um, Dr. Shirin, can so where did this all derive from, the O-Shot? Um, how, how did it all come about? So it was invented by Dr. Charles Runnels, who's based in Fairhope in Alabama. And he's the guy who invented the vampire facial. Right. Um, and it's trademarked. The O-Shot's a trademark name as well. So I trained with him in Alabama and I also trained for him as well. So I train other doctors to carry out the procedure. Oh, so you are the best of the best. I love this. <laughs> and I might add, because I did actually watch her giving a talk about, um, like I said, vaginas and, and all the kind of the sexual intimacy and that. And she has got the best shoe collection this oh. lady was saying how amazing Thank you. <laughs> in the flesh her skin is flawless so i might be um, yes asking for well I do, i'm, I'm glad you. that i didn't meet you at that event because i might have just <laughs> we might not have been friends <laughs> um but yeah. dr chirin do, do you um have you got any like incredible stories that have come about from people having the sh like the shots and how it's changed their life um yeah, I've got quite a lot of them, actually. Um, one that comes to mind, I treated a woman who had breast cancer um, and she had the treatment for it. And I don't know if you're aware, but the treatment completely depletes your estrogen levels. Yeah. So you get symptoms of genitourinary syndrome of menopause. So when she was having sex with her husband, she said it felt like sandpaper. Oh, God. And a lot of these women don't want to take hormones. Um because of the risks associated with the recurrence of breast cancer. Yep. Even though vaginal estrogen has been shown to be safe in the majority mm. of them, there's still a reluctance. So she came to me to try the O-Shot and it completely revolutionised her relationship with her husband. Wow. So that was fantastic. Well, we did read about this, didn't we? So let me just ask you, how, how long does it take and how much does it, would it, would it set someone back? And it, is, okay, is, so it, is it like a course that you have? Generally not with the O-Shot. Right. Um, you can get results with one treatment. Sometimes you don't get a full result with one, in which case it might be worth trying another one mm. to see if you can improve the results. But generally it's a one-off treatment. Um, it takes about 45 minutes to an hour to carry out. And most of that time is processing the blood. 
Right, okay. And is it is it quite painful or is it surprisingly not? Oh really? I know, speaking from experience. Um you think it's gonna hurt a lot, yeah. but actually having injections on your face hurts more because the sensitivity so in the hear. vagina. That's why I wanted to know. Yeah. So um, so less painful than the face. Less painful than less Botox. Painful, um, pretty much, yeah. <gasps> the only part that's sensitive is when I inject into the clitoris, but I use a nerve block for that, so you don't even feel that injection. Because wow. I think for men, if they were listening to this, which I'm sure there's quite a few men that are, the thought of having um, a needle near their penis would actually horrify them. So is it the same for men? Um, so for men, I give them a full nerve block so right. that they don't feel any of the injections. Um, and their penis stays numb for a couple of hours after the procedure, which I think they find the most worrying because they can't feel it anymore. <laughs> uh, it's like but, that thing um, when you go to the dentist, right? And you can't yeah, feel your lip after. So you, you, you're feeling, constantly yeah. biting it it's it, to make sure you can feel it at some point. So yeah, what, what, what exactly would, like that. Would, do you treat more women or men? Is there... um, When I first started, I actually treated a lot more men than women. Right. I think now it's about 50-50. Okay. And where can people find you then if they wanted to come and have a treatment in London? Or anywhere, um, so I'm actually. just outside London. Okay. I'm near Blue Water in Kent. So you can combine it with a massive shopping spree and spend even more money. Shoes and O shots. <laughs> that sounds like a great <laughs> afternoon to me. So, um, yeah. So it's 20 minutes train from St Pancras to Epsfleet and then a quick taxi ride or bus ride to the clinic. Um, we're in a very discreet location. We're in the middle of a residential area. So nobody really knows where the clinic is. Um, so it's great. People don't know why you're there. And so I know you touched on it earlier. Pricing wise, I guess, I don't, is it very expensive? Um, um, so the O shot will set you back 1,350. Um, the P shot depending on how concentrated you want the platelets, it starts from 1350 and it goes up. But if that's a one-off treatment, that's pretty amazing, right? It lasts about a year though, because you still carry on aging. So yeah. everything needs maintenance. we really do, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do, unfortunately. Until we can stop that process. But if, if you kind of sum it up, so to speak, like for a year of, of... You can't put a price on pleasure, can you? No. Let's, you know. And and actually, I think it's more than that. It's about self-confidence and feeling good about yourself and taking, and a, bit of, taking a bit of control back, actually. Because I think people underestimate how important sex is to... Um, your relationships, your confidence, um, and just your general well-being. It's a really big part of people's lives. And I think particularly with women, if they've got any form of sexual dysfunction, it kind of gets brushed under the carpet yeah. and women stop having sex. And there's no need for that. There's treatments you can have that can help. I th so, I th just to clarify as well, one thing, I'm just, it's going around in my mind, but I'm sure there's a lot Lisa's of Lisa's about one phone call away from booking this shot. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet, but but I'm thinking for the ladies that are listening, like you were saying that there was a lady that, one of your clients that um, was talking about when she was having sex with a partner, it was like sandpaper. So I'm thinking just that alone with, I suppose, the sensitivity of the clitoris as it, as it ages goes. So does that yeah. kind of um, work for both parts yes it, it yes. does um right. and it can also heighten orgasms as well because that's you're the point injecting... i was getting at <laughs> there it is <laughs> um so you're injecting into the clitoris but also the anterior vaginal wall which is where all the nerve endings are that uh, is basically where the g-spot's meant to be um, so this... you're rejuvenating that area as well i think uh, uh, because it, at a certain point in your life, or if you're going through treatment, there is an element that is out of your control. And actually, this is taking back a bit of control and saying, mm -hmm. no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to control how this is. And I'm going to do something for me. So I think it's quite empowering. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. It can help with other things as well. So I treat women who have pain on intercourse, either from episiotomy scars or just generally because... Um, Real pain on intercourse that's not related to vaginal dryness occurs in about one in 10 to one in... Um, <gasps> Is it that high? Sorry, 10 to 20%, yeah, wow. of people. So they want to have sex, but they can't. Either penetration's too painful or there's pain further in the vagina when they have intercourse. So it can help relieve those symptoms as well. As medicine progresses, this is amazing. I, mean, it's, I just it's, want to ask like, one thank last... Thank you for giving that back to women and to men. Yeah. Can, can I ask one last question? Sorry, because it just dawned on me. 
Dr. Shireen, what, how did you go from being a GP um, to specialising in this area? Uh, because it's not, I guess it's not the, Natural the, the most, you, you'd go, yeah. oh, you know what I'm going to do next? I'm going to do this. Um, so, yeah. So, so a little bit you... of a long story. So, when I before I became a GP, I was an anaesthetist and I used to do a lot of gynaecology lists. Um, when I became a GP, being a woman, um, I saw all the gynae patients as well. And there was very little you could do for a lot of the patients. It became quite frustrating. Mm. Um, and so when I ended up in aesthetics, when I found out you could actually treat sexual dysfunction and urinary incontinence with a simple injection of PRP, which is from your own body, and it carries very little risk, I was completely blown away by that. Um, I actually became the first female doctor in the UK to train in the procedure oh, and the amazing. second in Europe. Amazing. And this was back in 2014, I think it was. Um, and when I first started, I thought there'd be more interest from the incontinence side. But the number of women that came forward with sexual dysfunction just completely blew my mind. Because like I said, there's not a lot that can be done for it. So it this gets... is where women and men don't speak openly about a lot of that, which is what we're finding when we talk to people. Yeah, as well, absolutely. That it's something that's kind of brushed under the carpet and, and people think yeah. it's, it's a natural way to live, but with a... Yeah, well, there's only for that. I mean, I've treated like a yourself. woman. Can, can I just tell you, yeah, I've treated a woman in her 80s. Oh, wow. This, Go on, girl. Um, who wanted... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She was still having sex. She's Good had her partner. Her. Totally. And, it's and there's no it's reason to, to hear stop. stories like that because it's just, it gives everybody hope, doesn't it? Well, I think it's just, it just like you just said, Dr. Shrin, it's years ago, we would all just accept that as you get older, you get wrinkles. And then we found Botox and we we're like, well, I'm, I'm going down fighting. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just, that's become, it's not even, it used to be a taboo subject. Now everybody openly admits they have Botox and where they have it and they'll, they'll film themselves getting Botox. Um, and, and hopefully that's the direction that we're moving in with, with, with the sexual side of things as well. I'm hoping, like, I mean, I'm working really hard to break down the taboos surrounding it, especially around the functional gynecology side of things because you don't need to suffer with these symptoms. And I know it seems embarrassing, but actually the generation that openly embraced Botox are now getting to an age where they're suffering sexually and actually we're not the sit down shut up and put up generation are we That's so right. hopefully not. things are going to be better that's brilliant well do you know what? it's been amazing having you on the show and it was so lovely to meet you when we was talking about the podcast she was like I'm coming on next week and I was like so amazing well I want to meet you in real life now because you know oh I'd love that Le Lisa can't meet you and I'm not so <laughs> so let's let's uh, get together and discuss shoes and and orgasms very very soon <laughs> sounds, sounds, sounds like good. a plan <laughs> thank you yeah, so yeah. much Dr Shirin thank you for your time oh thank you for having me on thank you so she was lovely when oh, I met her loved her and loved her yeah I was quite excited about her coming on, actually. So that was great. And, and actually, she's so super interesting, but also has the most beautiful speaking voice. I could listen to her speak for hours. Yeah, very eloquent. Beautiful. And, um, it's just it's just nice to, to know that there's help out there. And just empowering women. Yeah. I love it. Love and men. And men. And men. Which, Absolutely. Which and amazing. Men. Yeah. But listen, guys, just to remind you, please, um, to make sure that you follow us. Press that follow button on follow. Spotify, on Apple. Um, and make sure you head over to our YouTube channel as well. And also, we're going to, um, well, Mel is going to read the love line in a moment. But oh, if you've yeah. got any d dilemmas, please do email us at info at um, outlandish.live. Um, and also follow our Instagram, which is outlandish.live. Yep, it's all anonymous. Um, so we will read out your dilemma. Um, not your name. But not your name. <laughs> okay, so this week's love line. Hi, girls. Help. I went back with my ex and now I don't know what to do. Oof, killer line. Killer line to start with. We were together for under two years and he broke it off about six months ago. I was trying to edge him towards popping the question. Oh, because I, I could... That's why I did the right well, thing. Well, yeah. uh, because I could see us being a forever thing, but it turns out it just scared him off. It was really hard for me to get over him. Lots of tears, lots of late night chats with girlfriends trying to lift my mood. If you were me and Lisa, that would have included lots of wine, <laughs> lots of pizza um, and lots of waking up on a sofa where we'd passed out. Um, anyway, he got in touch last month and said he wanted to meet up so that we could clear the air because he wanted us to still be friends. Ooh, Is that a threat? Just put you straight I, into the friend zone? I don't there. know. I don't know. My spidey senses are wide as you want to mm. meet up all of a sudden. 
Basically, meeting up with him has taken me right back to square one. Oh no, I know that feeling. We got pretty intimate that night. One thing led to another and he's been keeping in touch ever since and I can't stop thinking about him again. Is but how this, often in touch is that kind well, of like this is checking it. in and keeping you at yeah. you know, there? And this is what the end of the love line says. Is this one of those situations where I have to be cruel to be kind to myself and just cut all ties completely? Or shall I feel this out? Maybe he's changed his mind about us. Oh, that's a really tricky one. I think the question, you've got to ask the question, is it kind of like... Why the reconnection at this present moment? Yeah. Are you feeling different? Um, are you missing me? Is it something? I know obviously it was edging towards that, that question being, being asked. Doesn't mean right now, but potentially in the future. Is that something that's on the cards? And if he says outright no, you know, just miss you, just wanted to kind of, at least you know where you stand. Yeah, I think, I think it's a really tricky one because, like you said, why all of a sudden did you want to get in touch? Just what you want to be friends six months later? Not buying that. Um, yeah. There's definitely. Did, did, did I say? Yeah. Did. I was just thinking. I, was, about, I just thought you looked down. And I was like, did I make that <laughs> up? Um, six months. And then six months. Have you been out there, played the field a little bit, and, and realised? Yeah. No, the, which, the which grass happens, is not greener. Which happens, I think, with a lot of couples. Though people either realise what they they want or they don't want. But you know what I think happens a lot as well is. You do do that thing, like you said, when you go out there and you go, actually, I had what I, what I wanted. It was it was her or it was him yeah. or it was them. Um, so maybe that's it. But I think if you're trying to both be too cool about the about what it is, like, I'm not going to say anything. Well, no, I'm not going to say anything. I'll let him say it. And he might be thinking I'll let her say it. If you're both too cool, you could just be going around in circles. Yeah. And again, it doesn't actually say about the age here. So it kind of depends on the age. If, you know, if, if there's... You have plenty of time that you can go out and look for somebody else. Yeah, um, but I don't even know if that's a factor because if your feelings you know are your feelings, actually, aren't I don't, you? Yeah, I think I think it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> you might, uh, you, yeah, you, you, I, don't, you, I don't think you it actually matters. You just had a row with yourself yeah. then, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I think I was just thinking about the age. Thing. I'd like you to do that face again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a meme in that, Simon, our lovely production company. Um, I think... <laughs> Definitely having a word, but um, yeah, I think I think if you um, if you're both trying to be too cool, no one wants to say anything. You could one of you could be barking up the wrong tree. You both could. I think it's that thing of being too cool for school and actually just need to have that conversation because no one wants to waste their time. No, and as much time as is it precious, and that is the key here. As much there as it hurts, out there for somebody. So rip the band aid off, man. It's yeah. better to find out now than it is like six months of dilly dallying and yeah. dancing around each other and doing that thing where you go, oh, he's text me, but I'm not going to read that for at least forty five minutes. Yeah. Oh, I've got time. Well, I hope we've helped you as always. I don't think we have. <laughs> From um, Auntie Lisa and Auntie Mel, <laughs> have the conversation. Don't have waste the your time. Yeah. We well, yes, so make sure you follow us on all our socials, um, outlandish.live. Obviously, it's Mel Cameron and it's Lisa Nash. And, um, and please do write in with all your dilemmas. Follow, subscribe, leave us a review, hit all the buttons. Just hit all the buttons. Hit all, hit the, all buttons. the buttons. But make sure you do listen to us as well. <laughs> Continuously. We will brighten up any day of the week. Yeah, just have us on loop. Yeah. <laughs> what could be more interesting than that every day? Listen, guys. Um, and we'll be back. We'll be back for more, with more. Uh, Outlandish behaviour. And ridiculousness. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.